0: Welcome back to Swords and Scrolls. I'm Ann and I am your host for our Badass Bard conversation. Though today is a little bit more of an introduction and not so much a conversation as it is a monologue. We're talking Shakespeare. Shakespeare writes monologues. So consider this my monologue for Shakespeare. So one of the projects that will be discussed here and there on this podcast is the Sacramento Shakespeare Festival. It's a festival I personally have been involved in with. I'm sorry, involved with for about 23 years, and I've been very honored. I I believe to have had that kind of tenure with the festival. I am a teacher at the school where the festival is hosted, and I am a resident director and an associate artistic director or festival coordinator uh, with my two colleagues Luther Hansen and Christine Nicholson, and we are currently producing Macbeth this summer. And it will be in the Art Court Theater, which is, you'll hear in a moment, back to our roots in a couple of ways. And we're really excited about it because we often do these in really big spaces. And this year we're going to do it in a nice small space and it's going to be a bit spooky. So I think it will be very exciting. That is what we're hoping for. There'll be more information on when it opens, but it does open July 7th and you are welcome to come see us. A little bit about the Sacramento Shakespeare Festival. So it is produced by the city city theater at sacramento city college which is the theater department and we of course strive to provide top quality shakespeare that is accessible to our community we utilize our students our teachers our community members and some volunteers to help us bring these stories to life we are one of many 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 festivals in that produce shakespeare in the united states and in the world we are one of the oldest on the West Coast, seeing that the first Shakespeare production was produced in the William Carroll Amphitheater at William Land Park in 1966. And I think the only one older than us at this point is the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, possibly Stratford uh, in, in uh, Canada, maybe where we're all pretty close in our timeframe there. So that's very exciting to be part of that history. We originally were outside for a few years where we produced Romeo and Juliet, Twelfth Night, Macbeth, see, back to our roots, and Merry Wives of Windsor. But the social climate and the community climate of Sacramento in the day was not the best. And it felt this, we felt that it was better to move it back on campus where it went to the Art Court Theater, which is where we will be producing Macbeth this summer. So they, we produced shows up until 1980, and they were Shakespeare in nature. And then the Classics Back to Back program was active from 80 to 85, which included not only Shakespeare, but it also included Moliere, Wickerly, and Sheridan. And there would be two productions every summer, often with the same cast playing in both shows. In 1985, Larry Hendrick and theater professors, J.D. Sutherland and Donna Spark began exploring the idea of returning back to William Land Park. Shakespeare in the park was becoming a bigger thing. Uh, again, the area had changed. So it that some of the concerns from the 60s were gone. Associate Professor Kim McCann joined this. What's the word I'm thinking of joined this adventure. And they met for a year trying to work with the college and the city and parks and rec. And They were able to bring it back to the park in 1986 starting with Romeo and Juliet and Taming of the Shrew with Kim McCann directing Romeo and Juliet and Donna Sparks directing Taming of the Shrew. We stayed in the park until 2018. That is a very long time. The park has this absolutely beautiful amphitheater stage that was built in the Works Progress Administration program and It has benches and seating and it's got a stage. It doesn't have a backstage, it doesn't have a ticket office. And unfortunately for us today, it is not really accessible. We can make it work and we have made it work because we want everybody to be able to join us, but it is not technically accessible and it is uh, historical. um, So getting it updated was difficult. There are no bathrooms, so we have to rent those lovely porta potties. But we did it, and it was a delight, and we would bring in lots of people to come see our shows, and we built a village up in front so that it felt a bit like a Tudor village when you walked into the park. And now as we when we started to get into the mid-2010s, the weather has been changing. It has been getting hotter here in Sacramento in the summer. It's always been warm, but we were seeing many, many more three digit days. So we were into the hundreds and the 110s. Uh, in 2006, we had 113 day where we performed, it was feeling a little like we may need to reevaluate our presence in the park because it was becoming unsafe for our uh, performers, but also our technicians. And so we have to take all of these into consideration when producing a, a play outside. Then they decided they were going to re- remodel the amphitheater, which is a fantastic idea. And unfortunately the pandemic kind of derailed it a little bit, but we had planned in the summer of 2018 would be our last because they were going to start the renovation the following year. And then we would move back into the art auditorium at Sacramento City College, which in 2012 had been remodeled and was a state of the art theater. And There were also just some other things. It needed to be ADA accessible. It would be great if it had a ticket office and it would be great if it had uh, bathrooms, which would be really nice. Parking was really never an issue for us uh, unless there was a big event going on at one of the the surrounding uh, event centers. But we really did love being in the park. But when we moved back into the auditorium, we decided to set up a park atmosphere as much as we could. We still had our shop. We actually created a grass area down on the front of the stage where people could come in and sit, and uh, we were able to bring in some food and some drinks. And it it had that festival atmosphere. We produced Shakespeare in Love that summer, and Paul Night, and it was a success. We were super excited about it. And then we all know what happened in 2020. And so we had to move on from having a show that's we were not able to produce. Our school closed down. Uh, our productions were put on halt, or they were put on Zoom, and we were not up for that summer, 2020, for putting it up on Zoom. It just—it was something we weren't ready for. Came up very quickly. Uh, our shows for the end of the, the spring semester in 2020 had just been canceled, so we weren't there yet. The following summer, we. Things were changing a little bit in the uh, pandemic world. We were able to be together with masks. We were able to be together if we were vaccinated. The school allowed us to come back on campus and we did a outdoor in our art courtyard, a production of Hamlet that we live streamed. So we took only one year off and we were back the next year with Hamlet. Uh, And that was fun. It was something we had never done before. We are not filmmakers and there's nothing Wrong with us not being filmmakers,
1: so we engaged
0: our film department and some of our filmmakers help us make this happen, and uh, it it worked very well. The next year, we were able to be back in the theater, and we produced Romeo and Juliet. I'm trying to make sure I have my ears right. Romeo and Juliet, along with an original uh, play called Another As You Like It Reunion, written by Luther Hansen, and they were in repertory. And again, it was just... It was wonderful to be back producing Shakespeare in real time. So this summer we are back, but we have decided to move this show to the Art Court Theater, which, as I mentioned before, when the, when the festival came back from the park in the late 60s, early 70s, it went into the Art Court Theater. Macbeth has also been produced in the Art Court Theater in a the year-round production, where Kim McCann, who I mentioned as one of the directors, was in the show. And so there's a bit of history with Macbeth in the Artcore Theater. So we're really excited to hold up that tradition. Also, it's a much more intimate space. And with a much more intimate space, some of those things that are spooky outside when the sun is still up at 7, 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the park will be much spookier because we will have control of lights. We will have more control of sound. We will definitely have more control of fog if we can get that to Happen. So it should be a much, it should be an immersive experience for both our audience and our performers. And we haven't done that in a while with a show like Shakespeare, with a show like Beth. And so it is really, really exciting to bring this to you this summer. So the Sacramento Shakespeare Festival, uh, almost an institution in the city of Sacramento, and maybe, unfortunately, still one of our best-kept secrets. So I hope you join us because it should be a fun summer. We are doing the one show this summer. I mentioned quickly that I am also the director, maybe I didn't say it quite like this, but I'm the director of the high school interim program, which we did put on hold for the pandemic, and we are looking to bring back in a small fashion this summer. The program is where we have high school students from the summer before their freshman year to the summer after their senior year are invited to join us and an immersive experience to learn what producing theater and specifically shakespeare is all about we encourage performers and technicians and designers to join us so people that are interested in all aspects of theater i may sound a little biased because i did create the program but it's a great way for theater artists to learn that there is more than just being on stage it is a hard career It is a hard career. You're looking for professional companies that pay a decent living wage. There are only four in Sacramento, and one of them only produces in the summer. Uh, There are a couple in the outline areas, but there's only so many equity contracts available. Yes, those theaters do pay, but it it can get difficult to do this as a full-time career here in Sacramento. It can get difficult to do it anywhere else as well. And, and some people absolutely make a beautiful career of it and find work and create themselves again and again in this theatrical profession. And it's brilliant. I would uh, Part of the aim of our intern program is to give these, these interns an idea that you can still be an actor while learning to run the front of house, where you can get paid to do box office, or you can get paid to do house management. Maybe they're interested in design, but they don't know what it means. So they would work closely with our designers and learn from them on the job about how design works and what it means to be a designer, or what it means to be a running crew, or a light board operator, or a sound operator, engineer. And so the program really encompasses a lot of that. They also have performance opportunities. They often have a uh, 30 to 45 minute uh, play that they will do, a shortened Shakespeare play and they'll get a chance to perform. If they are not performers, they wouldn't have to perform, but we encourage everybody to get up on stage. It's nice to know both sides of the stage, the front and the back. So those are some of the things. We do also have a Shakespeare Light program that is also still on hiatus, and it is our touring program that in, in past summers has gone to summer camps and summer schools and has, has really created uh, excitement about the upcoming program in the upcoming summer. uh, We very often would be at the Fairytale Town Ice Cream Social. And so there's a number of programs with the Sacramento Shakespeare Festival. And as we are coming out of this pandemic, we're bringing them back. It may be slow, but we are bringing them back. So that's a little introduction to Shakespeare Sacramento Shakespeare Festival and who we are and why we're here and why we're excited about it. So if you have questions, please feel free to pop them in the comments or come on over to our uh, podcast station and leave us a voice message Uh, we will on occasion use those voice messages uh, to prompt a conversation so know that when you leave the message it is possible it may end up in a broadcast And so, if you don't want and you're just asking a question please make sure you note that i'd rather this not end up in a podcast uh, because we will assume that anything that comes in us is something we can use I'm hoping to bring in uh, some people in the next few episodes. Uh, I have one of our assistant designers lined up, and I'm hoping to get our festival coordinator Hanson in here so we can talk some more Shakespeare. In another episode, I will introduce you to Wildflower Women's Ensemble, and I'll tag on apocalyptic Shakespeare in that one, which I mentioned in our introduction. Uh, So you can get to know a couple of the companies around town that are focused on doing Shakespeare. So I hope that you have a great day, and we will talk.